Welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host New York Times bestselling author and pastor of New Creation Church, Joseph Prince. They discuss how you can learn to rest in God's love and favor toward you and experience His divine provision for your life. Joseph, you're the author of Provision Promises. Right out of the gate, Provision Promises. Why is this book relevant for the times we're all living in? We've heard of pandemics. We've heard of all sorts of things that are going on in the world. Uh, from the last time, Joseph, we were together in person, it feels like mm-hmm. in some ways the world is a different place. Mm-hmm. Provision promises and its relevance for today. Well, uh, time and time again, uh, the Bible tells us that God provides for his people, especially for the patriarchs in the Old Testament, during times of famine. And uh, we read about how when Abraham found himself in a time of famine, God provided for him. Mm. And uh, he actually became richer uh, through the time of famine. And uh, we also saw his son, which is a picture of all of us because we are all the seeds, the seed of Abraham in Christ. And uh, Isaac also sowed in the year of famine and he reaped a hundredfold. All that is in the scriptures. And God is not filling the scriptures with all these stories for no reason. Amen. He's, he's assuring us, establishing our hearts in His care for us, His love for us, and His supply. Yeah. I love that. You know, you just mentioned the scripture where um, Isaac mm-hmm. sowed. And I remember, I remember uh, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer at a thing one day, and he, he just opened his sermon mm-hmm. by reading that scripture. And in the time of famine, mm-hmm. Isaac sowed. And, and, you know, going through 2020, Joseph, um, that scripture has come back to me and come back to me. And I think so many people mm-hmm. have given, they have sowed in their time of mm-hmm. not knowing what their future holds. I mean, everyone's been in this, mm-hmm. in this great questioning of what, what does the future hold for me, my mm-hmm. family, our, our church, our nation, our, you know. And, and I think people have really stepped out in faith over the last year and sowed into something that they couldn't see. And they have taken those steps of faith. And, and so mm-hmm. I think provision is going to be a real, a real thing for the, the kingdom of God all over the world because they have sowed yes. in this time of crisis and time of famine. Amen, amen. So Joseph was uh, preaching there for a second. Lori was preaching for a second. <laughs> I'm going to take my turn and preach quiet. for a second and just say, you know, uh, when you think of sowing, what's the first thing that happens? The seed goes into the soil. It's, it's a dark time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sun at that stage of a seed's growth would destroy the seeds. As soon as the little tiny little mm-hmm. shoot would come out, the sun would burn it up. So it has to be basically a time of darkness. If this Mm -hmm. 2020 and now 2021, we're ready for 2022 actually. (laughs) So if if this couple of years now isn't for most people a time of darkness, but at the same time, it's a time of sowing. And it's an opportunity. (laughs) So listen, God doesn't read the newspaper. 
God reads his people. <laughs> what are you saying? God, in this time of growth, do amazing things with my life. Yeah. Start a new business. Start a new vision in my heart. Now that we're together in this season that a lot of people describe as darkness, just guess what? Mm -hmm. Redefine it as a time of sowing mm -hmm. so that the sunshine, when we finally come out of this, is going to be a beautiful time in our life. Yep. That's what God's hoping Amen. his people is saying in these kinds of seasons. So God doesn't read newspapers. He reads us. Mm -hmm. What are we saying back to Amen. him? What are we prophesying in essence about this season of our life? Mm -hmm. So uh, we're talking about provision promises. We're with Joseph Prince. Joseph is in Singapore. We're here in Dallas. Um, prosperity is a word uh, that has gotten, I think, uh, a bad rap. Mm -hmm. So I mm -hmm. want you to define prosperity in how we're trying to describe it in 2021, Joseph. So pretend that the word prosperity never got a bad rap. Let's define it. What are we saying it is right here, right now, 2021? Well, we need to go back to the scriptures as the rule of our life. And whatever the Bible says about prosperity, that's how we define it. So it, prosperity is more than just finances, all right? I mean, th that is part of prosperity. When, when the Bible says, the man who meditates on his word day and night, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. What does God mean by that? Whatever he does prospers. And the Hebrew word there is saleach. It means to go forward, to succeed, to make progress. So God wants you to prosper in your parenting, in your husbanding, in your wifing, in your relationships, in every area of your life, and not just in the area of finances, but definitely finances is part of it. And the Bible says in Joshua 1, 8, you meditate on God's word day and night, you'll make your way prosperous. What does that mean? You'll make your way prosperous. So whatever God had in, in his mind when he put that in his word is what God intends for all of us. Mm -hmm. And probably he's received a bad rap because of the, uh, the, the wrong teachings and the abuses of, of prosperity. But just because uh, prosperity has been abused, so what other gifts of God has not been abused? Right. Every time God restores a truth to the church, it has been abused. Mm -hmm. And the devil will make sure it's been abused so that people will shun the entire message or the, the thing that God is restoring altogether. And uh, we need to be smart. We need to know what God is doing at this time. And uh, for sure, God is teaching us how to trust Him for provision, especially during this pandemic. And, uh, you know, uh, here is where we're going to see our God work in a mighty way. Yeah. And the nations will know. Just like when Joseph taught the people to sow the seed. In fact, uh, it was still during famine when he, he gave them seed to sow. So he was teaching them to sow seeds during famine. Now, where did he learn that, right? And he saved the entire nation. Not only that, he saved his entire family that was in Canaan at the time. So uh, we need to learn the ways of God. And that's why I wrote this book, Provision, Promises, because without the promises of God, without the Word of God, we don't have a proper foundation. Right. And it's a wrong teaching of prosperity that has produced the abuse. The, uh, you know, the abuse will usually lead to uh, greed, avarice, materialism. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Bible prosperity the word itself 
um, was abused. I like the way that you stated that, Joseph. Mm -hmm. And it feels like um, we got a teaching about prosperity mm -hmm. that was really so incorrect. It was teaching mm -hmm. kind of greed, in other words, yeah. and, and giving and prosperity and all of that kind of stuff. It's trying to work the greed out of people and, and it, and it mm -hmm. really got reversed for a long time. And I remember uh, back in 2013, my father was declining in his health. He passed away late in 2013. And he looked at Lori and I and said, let me just explain something to you. Obviously, I don't have the energy to kind of push, uh, you know, against this, but the prosperity gospel, as it was being preached in that season of time, had gone mm -hmm. way too far. My dad was super mm -hmm. uncomfortable with it. And thank God, Joseph, you're helping redefine, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. provision and prosperity and, and all of that. What about people that really are stuck? Let's, let's talk to people now that, feel, wait a second, you know, um, you know, we're uh, supposed to suffer. yeah, we're supposed to suffer, uh, you know, uh, we're missionaries, <laughs> we're supposed to suffer, we're supposed to have, you know, it's godly mm -hmm. to, to suffer or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, from, from the lack of prosperity, let's say, um, people that don't think God wants them to prosper. Let's talk to, uh, some of those folks for just a minute. Yeah, you know, uh, Jesus said it like this, if you being evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So you need just to ask yourself as a parent, as a father who loves his children, what is it you desire for your children? Do you desire for them to suffer? Right? I think there's only one area that you will allow your children to suffer and they suffer because they are proud to be your children. Mm. All right, if they're suffering because they are your children, you don't mind that, but you don't have to suffer the very things that you have borne in your own body on the cross, right? You don't want him to. Uh -huh. You don't want him to suffer. In fact, the Bible says it like this: the only place that says that all that live godly shall suffer was suffering persecution. Mm -hmm. All that live godly shall suffer persecution. So that that is one, like a promise. God says that all of us who are named the name of Christ, we will have to suffer persecution, and aren't we all already, even yeah. in the world that we live in today? Yeah. Right, but to say you suffer the very things that Jesus suffered for, right? Um, that that is taking it beyond the cross. So it's a, a matter of understanding our inheritance in Christ and what took place at the cross. The Bible says very clearly that Christ at the cross not only bore our sins. Isaiah fifty three says, "Surely He has borne our diseases," and that's the Hebrew word, "koli," and uh, He has borne our makoth the Hebrew word for pains. And even in Matthew, he, de he defines it clearly. He himself took our infirmities, that's physical infirmities, and bore our sicknesses. Not only that, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, it says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich for your sakes, he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. Now you might argue that that rich death is to be rich spiritually, but the whole context negates that. The whole context in 2 Corinthians 8 and the next chapter talks about God loves a cheerful giver. It's all about finances. Mm -hmm. 
So Jesus was made poor, where? At the cross, mm. that you might be made rich. So even that is part of the atoning work at the cross. He had nothing on his body. The last, the last thing he saw at the foot of the cross were the soldiers gambling for his clothes. Why was the Son of God, he flung the universe in, in space. I mean, he's the one who created the diamonds and the jewels and all that. But at the cross, he was made poor. Why? So that you through his poverty might be rich. Mm. It's all part of the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And the aspect of the work of Jesus at the cross that you, re, you are conscious of, you realize that you're cognizant of, that's the part that you have faith to receive. If you hear that Jesus died for our sins, you receive forgiveness of sins. But if that's all that you hear, that's all that you receive. Mm -hmm. So God expects us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, especially what He did for us at the cross. So this book that I wrote, have all the verses talking about what Christ did at the cross. Our rule of authority must always be the Scriptures. Beautiful. Wow. So people that... that teach against that are teaching against the cross. Wow. Is that what you just said? <laughs> About what Jesus you know, did so, for us fully yes. at the cross. Wow. I think many of them, I believe that they're not aware of that. I think they, yeah. are, they believe they are fighting for the purity of the, the New Testament teachings and all that. But uh, personally, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy mm -hmm. there because uh, uh, many of them who will come against the prosperity teaching, now I'm against the, I think we all understand and we are all on the same page, we are all against the abuse of sure. these teachings. Absolutely. The wrong teachings of prosperity that produces materialism, greed, mm -hmm. avarice, we are all against that. But those that are against prosperity as a whole is negating the scriptures because uh, the reason I say that there's some hypocrisy here is because many of them are prospering. They have more right. than a, one car. They live in expensive homes. They send their children to the best schools and they want their children to succeed. Mm -hmm. But all the while they are coming against prosperity. So the question I want to ask is that who do they give credit to for their own success and prosperity? Hmm. Who, to whom or to what do they give prosperity? To themselves, to their smarts? Mm. No, God, God, God wants to get all the glory. Right. Remember, it is the Lord God who gives you power to get wealth. So if you say that uh, you're against the God-prospering people, then how do you explain your prosperity? Who do you give glory to for your prosperity? Mm -hmm. Your own intellect, your own, your own uh, prowess, your financial uh, human? Mm -hmm. Because you'll give glory to someone. Wow. So, Joseph, I just want to make a note. Um, that was... That was pretty direct, what you just said. <laughs> and and I, yeah. I, I, I think It's a good that, old Singaporean way. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> most of the time, I think of Joseph Prince as one of the kindest, gentlest, meekest people. But you're But you're, <laughs> you're really, that means something to you. This, this uh, re or misdirection of one of the atoning works of the cross uh, you got a little fired up on that. That's that's. This is an issue to you, isn't it? Yeah, the reason being because uh, of this uh, teachings, so-called teachings against prosperity, that has caused a lot of people to shun it altogether, altogether, and and as a result, their faith is not reaching out to God to even believe for that aspect of their lives. They are so afraid. Pastors are, are intimidated from preaching this message, lest they be lumped among the prosperity preachers. You know, and, uh, and like I said, we are all against the abuse, but 
but to negate the whole teaching of prosperity that God is restoring in these last days, just like in times past, during the times of Martin Luther. He didn't understand about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He didn't touch on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the Lord restored the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our day and age, and then God is restoring the teaching of prosperity. And if God doesn't want us to prosper, then why did Jesus become poor at the cross? Yeah. Why, did, why did Jesus say things like, seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be taken away from you? Why did he say, instead of that, he says, all these things will be added unto you. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, the reason I feel passionately about it is because I see a lot of pastors and leaders being intimidated, all right, from preaching the true gospel. Now, the gospel produces prosperity, but the gospel is not prosperity. Mm -hmm. It's a gospel of grace and mm -hmm. peace. For the last eight or ten minutes, we've been using the term prosperity a lot, Okay. In case there's some grumpy person mm -hmm. saying, wait a there second, go, prosperity man. gospel, all that, you know, prosperity, there he is, Joseph saying that word mm -hmm. again, that's illegal. Okay, um, just in a, in a very quick, we've already done it the early part of the program, but in a very quick way, what are we saying prosperity is in 2021? And that's why I titled the book, Provision promises, not prosperity promises. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You know, if you, if you want to call it abundance, I'm okay with that. You want to call it provision, I'm okay with that. But I think Jesus defines it well when Jesus says that, uh, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things. And all the things that he's mentioning just now, they'll be added to you. Uh, clothings, right? What, don't worry about what you shall wear. Look at the birds of the air. God feeds them. Don't worry about what you shall eat. Look at the lilies of the field. God clothes them, and, and God feeds the birds of the air, God clothes the lilies of the field, and how much more if God takes care of them and they are better clothed than Solomon in all his glory, how much more will God clothe you, O you of little faith? Yeah. Now, if he, if he wants us to uh, not raise our hopes, I think he just raised our hopes. Mm -hmm. How much more will he clothe you? Mm -hmm. But instead he said, but rather seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Now, there, there you go. <laughs> he just encouraged us again, mm -hmm. you know, and he's talking about material things. We cannot deny the context of what he's talking about. He's telling us, put the priorities right. Put your, your, your inner man first, mm -hmm. amen, and uh, his righteousness first, and then all these things will be added to you. And even the Apostle John said his prayer, he says, I pray above all things in 3 John 2, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. So there you see the balance. It's a New Testament scripture now. And he, what, however he meant the word uh, uh, prosperity there, iodao in, uh, in the Greek, is the word that I would pray over you, Matt. I'll pray over you, Laurie, mm -hmm. that you prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. Thank you, Lord. Now you cannot say, well, that prosperity is spiritual and that health is spiritual because he just got through saying, even as your souls prosper, that covers the soul prosperity there. He's talking about physical health and he's praying. And you know something, just knowing about it is not enough. You need to pray. You need to pray into the lives of your loved ones. You need to pray. I pray that John will be in health. I pray that John will prosper in everything that he does. And I think that's vital for all of us to, to understand that uh, just because it's God's will doesn't mean it will happen automatically. We need to uh, have faith. It's like, I always like to say like faith is the currency of heaven. Amen. Just like when you go to uh, Europe, the euro is the currency you use down there, and in, in America is the dollar, right? But uh, in in, he in heaven, 
All right, you, you give God your faith. And God loves it because faith honors God. And God will always honor faith. So if you're not taught from the Word, because from the Word, from the Word we receive faith. Amen? Faith comes by hearing the Word. And you don't hear the Word about prosperity, Bible prosperity. How can you have the faith to believe God for it? That's okay. the reason I wrote the book. It is all the verses there. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. Fantastic. Yep. I'm going to read something this time, uh, that you have said. You've used a very specific phrase, prosperity with a purpose. Okay? Prosperity yes. with a purpose. What do you mean by that exactly? Simply put, it's not about me, I, and myself. It's about prospering to be a blessing. Amen? Blessed to be a blessing, we would say. Amen? You know, the, the, the poor cannot help the poor. We all know that. Right? God prospers us so that we can be a blessing. God said to Abraham, I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Notice that? I'll bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. So the reason that God, God favors us and blesses bless us is so that we can be a blessing, especially for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to go to the four corners of the earth. It takes a lot of money even for the gospel to go. I mean, even at this time we have, it takes finances for us to be able to share the, the word of God like this. And the devil knows that. So the devil has come against uh, the, this teaching and, and made uh, uh, money like it is something evil. When the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. And you can have the love of money with no money in your pocket. Let's hope that what we're doing is, is you know, kind of redefining a word that, I like how you said it earlier in the broadcast, a word that did get abused and that there were some mm -hmm. abuses with the simple word prosperity, okay? And I ho hopefully mm -hmm. that this broadcast is helping redefine. Um, but look, provision, prosperity, good success, all of these things <laughs> sound like something everybody should want, okay? that everyone should desire. It's not like we're, you know, we're, we're not talking about something weird here. We're just talking about good success, all these things. What are the keys to those that are ready to forget the fact that there was an abuse? I want to get on here in 2021 and get moving down the road. We're tired of uh, the lack of these things. What are the keys to move forward for those that are ready to move forward? I think the first area to uh, watch for is your, your heart and the faith images in your heart. That's where faith starts. And many a times when we hear about sowing and, and we hear that someone sowed this X amount of dollars and he received in that same year this amount and all that, we try to copy that person, but we don't, our faith image, our hearts are not changed. We still have the same old image, you know, from the, from what we've heard in times past and how we were raised or what other people have said. So our image in our heart is not painted by the word of God. So I would say, like Jesus says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth, notice the word brings forth, brings forth good things. 
All right? Long before you see the good things outside, it begins in your heart. So a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So we got to program our heart with the Word of God. We got to have the faith image. For example, I've been teaching the church uh, here in Singapore. I've been teaching um, uh, along the lines of Psalms 1 to have faith. And the Bible is all about faith pictures. God says, uh, you're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So you see yourself uh, amongst the confluence of waters refreshing you, and you're always nourished, and not a single leaf is dry. Mm. Amen? Your leaf shall not wither. What is that saying? Perennial youth, evergreen. Amen? Forever young. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forever strong, forever yeah. healthy. All right? His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. And I'll, I'll take that, amen. Whatever that means, I'll take that. God, whatever, however God defines that, I'll receive that. So see yourself. You program your heart when you wake up in the morning, say, Lord, I thank you that I'm like the man that's planted by the rivers of water, amen. Although the world seems to be like in, in a time of, of famine and there's drought financially and all that, but that image on the inside, it starts inside, and a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So meditate on the Word of God. If there's one single thing I would advise people to do that brings uh, uh, prosperity in their lives, and more than one time God says it in Joshua 1, 8, meditate on my word day and night, you will make your way prosperous. There you have it. Meditation and prosperity going together. Psalms 1, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and the result, whatever he does, shall prosper. Amen. Now, New Testament in, in uh, Timothy says, Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. There you go again. Meditate upon God's word, that your profiting, we all want the profiting, will appear, will manifest to all. Okay? So, if there's one thing I, I would uh, challenge people to do is to get back the biblical art of meditation meditating on God's Word day and night. And that's the reason I wrote that book, because all the, the verses there on, on prosperity from all different parts of uh, the, the Word of God brought together, amen, will paint the image in your heart so that out of your heart, you will bring forth good things. So many people just think that preachers talk about nothing bad happening to you and prosperity and all that stuff. But when you, when you think about... God wants us to have a heart after Him. Hmm. And if we'll do that, and yep. if we meditate, so throughout yes. the Bible, throughout this book, are scriptures that talk about meditating on His Word so that you can, mm -hmm. so that you lack nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and so even Paul says, uh, count it all joy when we fall into temptations and all that, mm -hmm. and let patience have its perfect work. So all of those trials and tribulations, we're all going to go through that, but let it have yes. its perfect work so that you can be complete mm -hmm. and entire, lacking nothing, lacking no good thing lacking from nothing. God. So, so it is mm -hmm. a walk of faith. And if we just, there's no lack. <laughs> so that's what God wants. He wants our hearts. And then in turn, we have no lack. There's, there's an abundance yeah. of everything that we need at the time. I need wisdom for this situation. I need provision to be a blessing to someone, or I want to, we call mm -hmm. it, Pastor Moore says, blessed to be a... Beyond blessed. Yeah, blessed to be a blessing. Oh. But, um, yeah, so it's all about the matter of our heart, isn't it, Joseph? 
Yes, it is. It is. That's where it all starts. Our hearts are not after prosperity. Right. Our hearts are after Jesus. Yeah. We are after the Lord Jesus. You know, to know Him is the truth. I always say that the greatest prosperity is to know Him. Yeah. Amen. Because Amen. even even the Father, you know, it says, uh, if God mm -hmm. spat not His own Son, how will He not with Him also freely give us all things. Mm -hmm. So God did not spare His own Son and, and, and God loved His Son. You know, when Jesus came out of the waters of baptism at uh, the Jordan River, the Father, op I, like, I like the way the Bible says, He opened the heavens to Him. Mm -hmm. He opened the heavens yeah. to Him and said, You are my beloved Son. In You I am well pleased. So God gave up His Son for you. What does that say about you? Yeah. What does that say about me? Yeah. That God loved us so much that God gave the Son that He loved for you and I. If he spared not his own son, the scriptures tell us very clearly, how will he not with him also freely give us all things? Mm. So if I approach the subject of healing, for example, I need to stop and pause before I pray for healing. Wait a minute, God gave me his son. Will God withhold healing from me? Mm. If God withholds healing from me, he's saying that healing is greater than his son mm. because he gave up his son for me. Yeah. But he's not willing to give me healing. All right, prosperity. Even if God withholds his son, if God did not withhold his son from me, but withholds prosperity from me, what's God saying? Hmm. Prosperity is greater to him than his son. So no, the Bible says that how will he not with him also freely give us all things? So we need to meditate on verses like this until it explodes in our hearts like a revelation. Amen. We don't run after prosperity. In fact, those that run after it, right, they'll find that it, it eludes them. It takes wings and fly. Amen. But if you spend time just meditating on the Word, have a heart for Jesus, you'll find prosperity will come after you. Do you know what the Bible says like this in, in Deuteronomy 28? It says, all the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Usually overtake from behind. Amen. I follow Jesus. The blessings follow me. Amen. You're a senior pastor of a major church globally. So... Uh, it's your responsibility to answer some hard questions, okay? I love doing this, by the way. Uh, Joseph will smile and he'll answer it. But <laughs> So I would imagine that it's hard for some people that are dealing and or struggling with debt to think that mm -hmm. this entire subject that we're talking about right now is not for them because of a simple mm -hmm. uh, term, car debt, house debt, business debt. debt, credit card debt. There could be this crazy little four-letter word, <laughs> debt, uh, that is absolutely causing some people to say, this word, this book, provision is not for me because of my circumstances. Okay. Take as long as you can, as long as you want, Joseph, and let's unpack that for some people that are self-disqualifying themselves to this message, to moving forward because of that simple little word, debt, and their personal experience here in 2021. Well, we see examples in the scriptures of God canceling debt for people like just like uh, during the time of Elisha, you know, the sons of the prophets, they were cutting, they're chopping some wood and, uh, and the axe head fell into the river. And uh, here you find that uh, they started shouting, you know, the axe head, we lost the axe head and it's a borrowed axe. 
Notice this borrowed axe. Well, Elisha came, he threw a stick into the river, and the axe head floated. So there you have an example of God recovering the debt for them, something that was owed, something that they, they, they owed, and God restored the debt. So we have time and time again in the scriptures when the Bible talks about supply, it includes our debts as well. But in the book, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't just talk about the, uh, the God of miracles that's able to cancel your debt in one fell swoop. You can do that. But also I, I share about the wisdom of God, another principle, and that's what happens when you meditate on the Word of God, you receive wisdom from God. And God will give you wisdom, and I share practical wisdom like live within your means, and as far as possible, sometimes God will allow you to uh, 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 go through a season whereby you are learning or relearning, resetting your 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 uh, uh, your values and ideas about how to steward the finances of God in your life, and start paying whatever debt you can. Amen. Start, you know, start to uh, act in faith and you'll find the supply will flow. When God sees your heart, your heart is in the right place. Amen. You want to glorify him because, you know, having a debt is hard to be a blessing when you are like in a land of debt, you know. You got to get into the land of at least even out. Everything needs to even out. Amen. Then you can slide into the land of prosperity, the land of milk and honey. Even the way the Lord described the land of Israel, the land that flows with milk and honey, the idea of abundance and like the land that flows. He can just say the land of milk and honey, but he says the land that flows with milk and honey. So I believe that God wants to bring us there, but until then, it's hard to be in the land of debt to go right into the land flowing with milk and honey. Right. So you come to the land of even, where you even out your debts, ask God for, you know, to intervene, give you the wisdom and pay what you can, speak to the creditors if you can ask god for favor and wisdom amen we touch on 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 uh, wisdom in this book as well because it's vital that you apply the wisdom of god in your particular case and and I, i've seen god do miracles amen but sometimes the miracles happen after we learn the lesson of good stewardship amen step one for somebody that is watching this broadcast with student debt car debt house debt all of that kind of stuff and, and, and just speak to that step one for them into provision. Okay, uh, one of the biggest areas I find in talking to people with uh, a huge debt is the anxiety, the uh, worry and the, and the fears, you know, that they have o over their situation. And you need to free them from that first because uh, it seems like the Lord Jesus, if there's anything that he emphasized again and again in the Sermon on the Mount in terms of provision, he says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Now, we will say, Lord, it's easy for you to say that. You're saying, don't worry, and God will feed you better than the birds of the air, right? In essence, that's what he's saying. Don't worry about your clothing, and God will clothe you better than Solomon, who was the richest man at that time, all right, in, in, in ancient Israel, better than Solomon in all his glory. So when I don't worry, I am better clothed, better fed. I don't understand that. So it seems like there's something about uh, resting your way into the provision of God, resting your way. And, and the only rest God tells us, don't work at trying to, to uh, how to pay off your debt and, and, and try to work your way. You can never work your way to pay off your entire debt, but you can rest your way. The only work God tells us to do is like an oxymoron. Let us labor to enter the rest. Mm. Notice, let us labor to enter the rest. In terms of my financial life, in terms of my parenting, in terms of my role as a, 
as a pastor of a church, a large church, you know, I, my first assignment is not to try to work at making all this happen, all right? The area of my life that I need to focus on, my only labor is to labor to enter into rest. Amen. That's what Jesus says. Yeah. When you don't worry, God will clothe you. Mm. You don't worry, God will feed you. All these things will be added to you. It seems like that's the only thing he said, don't worry. So I, I, I think that many a times when we worry, it's almost like one time he, he gave me an internal vision of, of his supply from heaven. Supply is always coming from heaven. But when we worry, we sort of squash the mm. pipe of mm. supply. And, and all God is saying, let go, let go, son, let go. It's easy for you to say that, Lord, I am, I am the one with the debt. God says, let go. When we let go, the supply flows. Mm. It is not as if we start praying, then God starts supplying. Mm. Ever since Jesus died on the cross, there is an, a tsunami of blessings released upon the world. Amen. But it's our receiving end. Our hearts are so small to receive. You know, mm. how much light comes into a house is how big the window is. Mm -hmm. So the window is just like faith. Amen. Faith don't make it happen. Faith is just like a window. But how big the window is, is how much the light comes in. So the supply is there, but many a times we squash it by our worry and care. So I advise uh, those that are watching, I mean, the first area to get out of debt, you know, it might sound like, like uh, contradictory to do this. It's not natural, but it's the way of the Lord, is to let go. You know, uh, Naomi said to Ruth, when she found out that, that Boaz was the owner of the field, sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will fall. Mm -hmm. For the man will not be in rest until he has finished the matter. Yep. And when I read that many years ago, the Lord said to me, when you work, I rest. Mm. When you rest, I work. Mm. Oh, that is so, so I want good. God to work on my finances. Whichever area you want God to work on, all right? You, you'll find that, Matt, even in your life, the very areas that you're not worried about, is provisions is flowing in that area. Thank you, Lord. The area that you're worried about, you're worried about your health and all that, you always find symptoms coming in, you know, all kinds of symptoms because you're worried about that area. So whatever area we are at rest, supply flows. Grace flows in worry-free areas mm. that is of our life. My goodness. Boy, that's a word, goodness. Joseph. I mm. believe that's a word to people all over the world right now. And I'd love for you to pray. Oh, that'd be I beautiful. think it's a perfect time for you to pray. People need a mm -hmm. healing. You know, what you just said about the symptoms and all that stuff, that's a real thing. When you're worried about something mm -hmm. in your body, mm. um, but, but knowing that God's flow of supply is there. Could you beautiful. just minister and pray for the people watching? Sure, sure. Please do your thing. You and I, I just want to, I also want to encourage uh, the viewers that are watching not to give up. Yeah. on sowing and reaping. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says God has ordained uh, as long as the earth remains and the earth still remains in spite of the pandemic. Yes. Seed time and harvest will never cease. Seed time and harvest, not just seed time, harvest. So be part of the seed time because the harvest will come your way. Amen. I want to encourage you to continue giving and to the work that TBN is doing, right? continue giving, being faithful to be a supporter. Amen. And uh, I believe that God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, you, I pray Jesus. for everyone that's watching Thank this. You, and first and foremost, I pray for those that are in debt. Father, you have canceled all our sin debt, Thank Lord, you, at the cross. 
But at the cross, you have also canceled all our financial debts, Lord. We thank you for that. We receive that now in Jesus' name, through the work of Christ. Amen. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, Lord, that you will just run to every viewer, Lord, right now, your spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of their hearts being enlightened to see what you would have them do in their particular situation, Father. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you will let your supply flow like a mighty torrential river into their lives, Lord. That they'll not just have enough, but more than enough to be a blessing to many in the name of Jesus. And I see right now uh, people with all kinds of uh, 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 bone conditions, like uh, they, 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 can't, they can't stand straight uh, but with pain, or they can't move their elbow with pain. And I want you to stretch your hand right now, stretch that elbow right now, stretch your knees right now, amen. Stand up, move around in the name of Jesus. I see God's supply of healing overwhelming, swallowing up all your diseases in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I, I see like a, heart, a valve in the heart opening up in the name of Jesus, you, supply Lord. flowing. Amen. I see free flow, blood flowing like never before. All the blockages removed in the name of Jesus. I see that happening. I'm going to receive that right now in Jesus' name. The Lord loves you, my friend. Amen. Jesus paid the price for your healing and He wants you to prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. And for those of you who have never received Jesus, just receive Him right now by confessing Him. Say, Jesus Christ, You are my Lord and my Savior. And I believe You died on the cross for my sins and You rose from the dead for my justification. In Jesus' name, Amen. My Praise the Lord, wow. praise the Lord. Amen. What Our an God amazing provides. time. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.